Hi there, this is Karen, and I'm really glad you joined me today for The Woman Inspired Podcast. I hope you're doing great. Um, it's unrealistic to think that everybody's doing great all, every day, all the time. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like we're not doing great uh, hardly any of the time. But that's a little bit of what our uh, discussion today is going to be about, or my podcast today, The Woman Inspired. I don't know where you're listening to me from. You could be in your car, you could be at your home, you could be in your office. I won't tell anybody if you're working, Um, (laughs) but I'm really glad you joined me. So this is my long-awaited, slow in getting to it, Lessons from the Deli Part 2 episode. Um, Lessons from the Deli was one of my very first podcast episodes that I released back when I first started podcasting. And it is still, to this day, the most downloaded. I also get the most emails and comments about it. Um, I've had this kind of a seedling of an idea for quite some time on uh, Lessons from the Deli Part 2. And I had a whole lot of scenarios I could share and real life experiences. But some more recent, current, relevant ones uh, came up and kind of smacked me in the face. So that's what I'm going to share with you today. So I've jotted down notes, but... It really hasn't come to fruition till now. And I really believe in going with whatever God puts inside me, whether it's on my mind, in my prayers, usually a combination of everything in my heart. I believe in that very much uh, living, active, Holy Spirit-driven gut instinct that he blesses us with. So I try hard to rely on his timing and his inspiration, even in my podcasting. So my hope and prayer for every podcast, every article, every book, every speaking engagement or anything I have anything to do with is that it reaches at least one person with whatever it is he or she needs to hear in that moment. Whether it's something funny, ridiculous, hilarious, something deep or awe-inspiring or maybe even off-the-wall ridiculous. Like off-the-wall ridiculous because sometimes I do share (laughs) off-the-wall ridiculous things because... I do believe that God can be found even in the -the off-the-wall ridiculous things of life. And I pray that this podcast today, for all of you who are listening, but at least for one of you, is just what you need to hear. Today, I'm going to start out with some pod quotes, uh, little quotes of inspiration and silliness and sometimes serious things that I share uh, at the beginning of each podcast. So today, I'm sharing with you from Proverbs 31.25. One of my all-time favorite verses in the Bible. It says, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can face the future without fear and laugh at the days to come. And to go from one extreme to the other, from Proverbs to Groucho Marx. (laughs) Groucho Marx said, If you find it hard to laugh at yourself, I'd be happy to do it for you. I love that quote too. So this interesting year with shutdowns, lockdowns, emotional ups and downs, has brought us to a pretty strange place of low social interaction for most people and lower numbers of people in public areas pretty much altogether. It's also pushed a lot of folks who otherwise would have not partaken in the high-tech world headlong into trying to figure out smartphones, digital signatures, texting, zooming, and all the other various acronyms and text speak languages that go with all the aforementioned modern day ways of communicating. It's also sparked some really interesting six-foot conversations, I think. You know, I've seen people argue and yell, snipe at each other, disagree and get nasty with each other over agreeing and disagreeing about a whole lot of things this year. But almost all of that nasty talk is something I've witnessed 
via social media or on the news. Thankfully, I've not witnessed the meanness, the violence, and the hatred in person myself. I know it sadly and disgustingly exists. I do. But what I've experienced in person is something far different than that. In person, flesh and blood to flesh and blood, six-foot conversations have been filled with kindness and generosity, care and respect, and just a genuine love from person to person, no matter the color, the age, or the gender, no matter whether they knew the person or not. People in my general atmosphere and culture where I live have been considerate and really shown each other the love of Christ as they should. Well, I would say in general, that doesn't mean everyone because there was this one girl at the grocery store the other day. and Oh my gosh, she was something. She was a whirlwind of teenaged, rushed, impatient, narcissistic attitude, kind of looking for something in the, the crowded grocery store aisle. And she about knocked over this older gentleman and he looked around me like, what just happened? And she did it twice, actually. But all he said was, I guess she's in a hurry to run and find a sense of decency. <laughs> and I thought, I just laughed and I smiled. I was like, isn't that a line? I had, to, I loved it. I, I, I just, he dealt with it with such dignity and respect. And I wondered if that girl even had been raised with a sense of decency herself. She definitely didn't have a whole lot of respect for others. I'm not sure if she had any respect for herself. It was uh, apparent in many ways, but that was just one example of something she did. But again, most in-person conversations and interactions that are of the six-foot kind these days um, have really been delivered with kindness and care from my personal point of view, um, from my personal experience. You know, we have a whole lot more of the hello waves, the nods of the head, than the tips of the hat in my neck of the woods anyway, going on more than anything else, because that's another form of communication. In fact, those have kind of stepped up a little bit since we can't hug and we can't uh, have really close, uh, close conversations with each other. But it's also some genuine care and concern for our fellow men and women that I'm seeing. So yes, I said it, genuine concern. It is out there. You might not be able to see it. And you might not see it every single day, but it is indeed out there. And I hope that you are witnessing it for yourself. Some people seem to be able to focus only on the negative right now. And I sadly have fallen into that trap on and off over the last nine months, um, choosing only to focus on the negative. And even though there are negative things going on in the midst of the various stages of closings around us, we did get to get out and about just a little bit. Not that long ago, our restaurants were open and though the seating was less, my husband and I were able to go sit, guess where? At a deli. <laughs> it was a deli style restaurant. Um, and we went to have a little bite to eat. We were sitting what was probably not quite six feet away, probably more like four feet away from another table where a couple was sitting. And they were, looked to me like they were probably in their mid to late seventies. And it was the table that was closest to us because Actually, this little deli area only has like five tables in the whole thing anyhow. So the, and most of it was a counter, you know, where people come up and order something and get it to go in the first place. So I'm not sure that their business was hurt that much, which is a, is a praise. But um, that was the, the venue that we were in. And of course, it wasn't difficult to inadvertently overhear each other's conversations. 
any and all conversations within a 10 foot radius in that little building could be heard probably on any given day, let alone now where people are social distancing. But if you listen to me before, um, you know that God puts me in just the right place at just the right time, like he does most of us. And a lot of times it's to encourage me or maybe make me think or send me a message because Lord knows I need it. Um, sometimes it's just to give me a word that might help someone else to make me laugh about something. I just never know. Even though I sometimes miss these moments because I'm too busy and into my own world, I try really hard to pay attention to them. And I enjoy the times typically that he kind of reaches out and smacks me when I need it. And that's what happened with this particular lesson from the deli. Remember when I said that uh, the nature of lockdowns, shutdowns, ups and downs this year were causing people to communicate in ways they'd never had before. Well, within a short measure of space and time, I had prime, a prime example of this right in my face here at this deli because my, my husband had gotten up to go to the restroom at one point, And so my ears, ears naturally kind of perked up a little bit greater to the sounds around me uh, and the conversations going on in the deli because I wasn't listening to him talk. And I wasn't listening to me talk to him. So I'd heard the lady a few feet away uh, say loudly a few times, well, I'll never get the hang of this thing. And I, I gathered really quickly that she was talking about something with her cell phone, probably text messaging, because I could see her raise her hand with a cell phone in it and wave it around like she was fed up with it. And then I heard her say loudly, this is the rudest thing I've read on here. I just can't believe it. And her husband, uh, I'm assuming was her husband, <laughs> He said, now calm down. What's going on? And she said, I just read this message thing on this ridiculous smartphone and, and my own grandbaby is mad at me and told me I just needed to get off the text messaging. And I quote, grand, just stop now before you make things worse. You don't have to get so angry and vulgar. And then she said, I was not angry and vulgar. And she was, you could just hear her gasping. She was so upset about it. Uh, and then she gasped even louder, like she had some sort of epiphany. She was like, oh, 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 no, I know what it is. I could just envision this expression on her face, even though I couldn't see her, because all I could see was the back of her husband. She was sitting directly across from him on the other side of the table. And so I'll just kind of relay the conversation uh, to you that they had. I don't think they'll know who they are unless they listen to this podcast, but... Anyway, I'll attempt their voices a, a little bit just so you can distinguish the two. But, um, so here goes. The lady said, Oh no, I know, I know what's happened. Someone's cracked me. They didn't. They cracked me, didn't they? Someone cracked my phone and sent messages under my name. That has to be it. And her husband just said really ca calmly, Hacked, honey. You mean you think someone hacked your phone? Not cracked your phone. Hacked your phone. They hacked your phone and sent out a message. And she said, yes, whatever it's called. And he asked her if he could see her phone. And then there was this silence for a few minutes. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm trying really hard not to laugh because I thought it was hilarious. She thought someone cracked her phone. And he said, well, you were angry and vulgar sounding. Why did you send this? And she said, why did I send what? And she, he said, this, this WTF. Molly asked you, why were you bringing all those groceries? And you responded, WTF. Can't a granny do what she wants these days? And then you put that little picture on there. And she said, what are you talking about? Look, 
He said, see this text? Did you send that? And she said, yes, I sent that text. And I put that cute little kissy heart on there. A cute little beige heart with a kiss on it. That's not rude. My grandbaby just needs to watch her tone with me. I could see her husband's shoulders shaking as he started to kind of giggle and laugh. And he said, no, honey, that little picture is what they call an emoji. You sent her an emoji of a bare butt with kiss marks on it. It means kiss my butt. <laughs> and she was, <laughs> again, she gasped. She was like, no, it most certainly does not. No one would make an emoji like that. <laughs> and then he asked her, why did you use WTF at the beginning of your text, honey? Well, it's cute. I thought she'd like it. What do you do? Do you know what WTF means, honey? Of course I do. I'm not stupid. It means what's the fuss? <laughs> so then her husband just busted out laughing. I mean, he wasn't giggling anymore, and I started laughing. I couldn't help it. I mean, I wasn't the only one in the, in the deli who could hear their conversation. But in just a minute or two, I thought I heard her crying. I mean, I would, wouldn't you? She just essentially used the F word, not fuss, the other F word at her grandchild and told her to kiss her butt. And she didn't mean to. So even though I found it hilarious, I, I'm sorry, it is funny. But I also realized that there had to be a good measure of embarrassment and frustration in there for her. I'm not so young though I'm not so old. And I definitely have messed up my share of text messages and been overwhelmed with new technology. So I downloaded a new keyboard a couple years ago for my Android phone. So the emojis were different than I was used to. And there were lots of choices that just immediately came up on the phone. And one of them was a set of praying hands. So when I sent text messages, I thought it was cute. And I would say, I'm praying for you. And I would add this little set of praying hands. And after a few weeks, someone sent me a text back that said, why do you always send a picture of a nose when you talk about prayer? <laughs> I needed to put my glasses on and see that that was not a set of praying hands. It was a nose. But anyway, so I've, I've had some embarrassing moments, although I've never told, given anybody a kiss my butt emoji. <laughs> so, and so yes, we can all get embarrassed and let our mistakes take us down. Um, if I had been that woman in the deli, Richard's wife, or as I like to call her, the what the fuss lady, I would have been mortified and crying a bit probably about it as well. I never want anyone to think I'm being mean or rude or hurtful unless I'm purposely being rude or mean or hurtful, which I pray I never do. But you know what? When I thought she was starting to cry, the what's the fuss lady, she wasn't, she was laughing and it made me pause to be quite honest. In a day when people can't seem to be able to laugh at themselves, she was doing it. In a time in history when everyone says you can't make a mistake because if you do, especially via some technology, then it's going to be held over your head and haunt you forever. Yet she was able to laugh about it. The concept and desire for self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others is really diminishing in our world. The idea of grace and mercy for another human being is quickly waning in today's culture. It doesn't matter that this person and that person and that other person are all just like you and I. Human, fallible, unremarkable most of the time, and definitely prone to making mistakes and sometimes doing things the wrong way, even though we know in the moment that what we're doing is wrong. Whatever it is... Sometimes we still do it. 
but God forbid we aren't perfect, or at least shame on us if we don't think and act as if we're perfect, right? Because if we don't, then we better project as if we are perfect, right? Shouldn't we Photoshop our bad images? Shouldn't we twist our words to make the harsh truth seem like a soft, gushy word upon somebody else's ears so we don't upset them with the reality of truth? We can shout obscenities, be vulgar on social media, and crucify people for their mistakes, but the world still wants to hear a watered-down version of truth. A lot of people only want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to be told the truth of Jesus Christ or that we all fall short. The Apostle Paul wrote a warning for the church, which includes all of his saints, which includes all of the people who believe on him. And it says the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That's in 2 Timothy 4.3. That's what we're doing in society. We want to hear what we want to hear. The world tells all of us, including the body of Christ, that we need to listen to our fellow man and do as he does instead of what Christ does. We have to measure and weigh everything according to the world's level of morality and standard, but we aren't called to do that. But a lot of times we fall into that trap. The world tells us to be self-deprecating, confess our sins to everyone, sins we may not have even committed. And analyze ourselves until there isn't anything to analyze anymore and analyze others to make sure we point out every little flaw that we all have in ourselves and in them in order to amplify them online, on TV, on a sign we carry in the streets. Not to be contrite, not to be compassionate, not to understand each other, not to forgive each other's weaknesses and teach each other or to give compassion. No, not, not that because, hey, crucifying ourselves and others over every little human frailty is somehow going to make it all okay and make it seem like we're doing something about our wrongs and our mistakes. If we just simply shout to the world about our mistakes and somebody else's and amplify them and crucify each other with sharp words and and bricks and violence and shaming, right? That's all going to make it better because God forbid we take a minute to show ourselves and others compassion, that we understand that we can We can laugh at ourselves and we can learn from each other and we can laugh together about each other and about our humanness. Wouldn't we all be better off if we could take what God's word says and embrace it and apply it, take it in and learn from it, grow from it? As I have no doubt, really, truthfully, that this woman, the what the fuss lady was able to do, not only did she and her husband pray before they ate, But after her hilarious confusion over what the fuss and telling her grandbaby to kiss her butt, she laughed at herself. She even praised God with a statement as she stood up to leave. She turned her eyes up and laughed as she said, I'm sorry for accidentally cussing out my grandbaby, Lord. Either increase the size of the butts in the Imogenes pictures or send me a book on how to text for dummies. (laughs) And I just had to laugh aloud again. And as she just looked at me and smiled before she left, I just... And I praise God because now that is human decency and living her faith out loud. She embraced Proverbs 31, 25. This lesson from the deli that day is one I've had to take in and, and pray to take to heart and not forget because somewhere in the past nine months, I've lost a little bit of my zeal for life and my fire for humor, a, a mainstay of who I am. And I've lost a bit of my pizzazz for all things cute and crazy. 
I stop wearing bright colors, fuzzy slippers, singing when I do housework. I stop listening to music, watching movies just for the fun of it and, and laughing at my own mishaps and mistakes. I started crucifying myself and, and not having a whole lot of self-forgiveness and grace for myself. Instead of embracing one of my absolute favorite scripture verses of all time, the Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can face the future without fear and laugh at the days to come. I set it aside for seriousness, for heaviness, and analyzing my burdens, analyzing my flaws, kind of wrapping myself up in my woes. My podcast, if you're a regular listener, you know, became fewer. My writing became less. My laughter seemed to quiet. And my joy, no matter how many memes, wall hangings, and text messages my husband has sent me about choosing joy, well, I, I kind of set it aside. And so after this lesson from the deli recently, I realized that God knew I needed a huge reminder, a laughter-filled reminder from a simple conversation and a simple encounter. That's how God deals with me. He has to kind of corner me in some manner and show a living picture to me to get me to understand things sometimes. Psalm 42, 5 says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. And so I am determined to do just that. I am determined to praise him again and keep my hope in God. No matter the tests, no matter the emotional and spiritual triage I need done for myself, that I will embrace the laughter. I don't have to fear everything or anything, and neither do you. I heard another quote just today that said, The favor of God doesn't mean he stops the test. It means he finishes the transformation. That was Stephen Furtick. So today I'm reminded that I do have favor and I don't need to have fear. Even in the midst of any and every trial and in the midst of storms that are raging all around me. I can still choose joy. I can still choose to live that Proverbs 31.25. Today my prayer is for you that you will learn the lesson I learned at the deli. That with God I can make my praise be louder than my unbelief. That my laughter has to be louder than my despair. My faith has to be bigger than doubt. And only Jesus can help me do this. He can help my heart's desire and for it to be overflowing with joy. Only he can overflow me with that kind of joy. And that that joy far outweigh any tough, embarrassing moment or any stress or any miscommunication or any ridiculous human failing that I have. And that's my prayer for you. And I hope and pray that you take this to heart and you take whatever it is that God wants you to get out of it and apply it to your life and that you share it with someone else. And if you would share this podcast with them, I would be so blessed. You can find me on iHeartRadio, Anchor Podcast, Podbean, Apple, um, YouTube Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Pandora. <laughs> you can also find me on my website at womaninspired.com com or karenmccracken.com, whichever you choose. And I'm on Instagram at one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired. I would really appreciate it if you would uh, like, follow, share, send me comments. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. And until we have a podcast next time, um, hopefully it won't be so long next time. I hope that you are blessed.